Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the beautiful Sanesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, client-focused, global fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. And hello again, everybody. This is Stephen Julian. Monday through Thursday, I am an independent financial advisor, but... On Fridays, they allow me to get out of my office. I am allowed to come down to the Business Radio X studios inside the beautiful Sinesta Atlanta Gwinnett Place Hotel in the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, and I get to sit across from Seth Gillen from FSI. <laughs> but catty corner to me diagonally is Tiffany Crewmans for the Tiffany Crewman Show. Hey, Tiffany. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm really good. Good, good. good. It's a happy Friday to yes. you. Yes. Uh, some people are listening live on businessradiox.com, Fridays at 10 o'clock. If not, you must be listening to the podcast through one of your wonderful podcast service or download the episode through the TiffanyCrewmans.com. Uh, so thank you for doing that. And we are thrilled to have in the studio with us, Seth Gillen from FSI. How are you doing, Seth? Good. Good morning. Yeah. Good to see you. Glad to be back. You have, here. You, have, uh, you have brought us yet another fantastic guest other than you. But at this point in time, you're not a guest anymore. No, I feel like I'm part of the cast. You are. You, uh, you, Linda, and uh, Gifford, you're part of the family. So we're we're Forrest still a guest. So Uh. we want to have him back (laughs) when we come out to. We uh, we're excited to announce uh, here real quickly that we're going to be. We're. I think we're doing a show from your. uh, We are from your location in April. Um, We shifted the dates a couple of times. Yeah. You Sorry know, about the, that. The exact, the exact date we're <laughs> no, going to be there. No, let's we're, we're going to give a tease. Okay. You need to you need to tune into the next show, and we're thinking sometime in April, right? Yes. It's going to be in April. For we sure. are this close to uh, to getting a date down, so we're excited. And it's going to be a great event, big event. We're going to have an open house, inviting tons mm-hmm. of people to come out and hang out with us, do some live interviews. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and say any listener of this show of this podcast is welcome to join us. Absolutely. So pay attention for more details. We want y'all to come out and see the wonderful place uh, of FSI and what they do and how they do it and how they um, are client-focused, global fulfillment, 20 years strong in counting, right? That's yeah, right. and you can get a little sneak peek of what they do if you look at my social media accounts. Um, Instagram forward slash Tiffany Crewmans. I visited last week and did some little short clips of some of the things they do and the products they carry. One of them's Tempur-Pedic, and I was dreaming about that, but <laughs> big old mountain of Tempur-Pedic mattresses, but yeah, they've got some good stuff. So you are the princess in the pea? Is yes. that what you're saying? <laughs> Well, with a 220-pound husband, yes, I roll towards him on our current mattress. So. <laughs> and you rolled down. <laughs> yes. Well, um, but actually, that's a nice little uh, nice little segue. Well done, Tiffany, oh, because you. you were out this week. And the, yes. so those videos that people can see is because you were out there earlier this week yes. with our other guest. I was. Who is a client of FSI. Well, it was twofold, so. actually. I was there to meet with them about my product that I'm working on now, a new product after Ava. And I was there to meet with our guest today. Do you want me to introduce him? Yeah, I was going to say. I'm growing, aren't I? Yeah. And See, you, I wasn't You kind of made it about you there a little bit, but then you pivoted to our <laughs> hey, guest. Hey, I got to start so plugging good. that new product ahead of time. That we don't me? know what it is. No, and no. It took us a year and a half <laughs> to get to where you actually gave us the new distributor hey, for that's Ava. that's the reality of launching uh, a product, Stephen. Haven't you learned that? I have. <laughs> 
it takes that long. Well, I'm just going to get out of the way and introduce okay. our guest. Okay. Martin Hill is on the phone with us. He is a fellow Shark Tank winner. He did a deal with Ashton Kutcher, and I can't remember if there was another shark that got in with him. Um, he'll have to tell us that story in a minute, but he has a wonderful product called Bebo, and I'll let him tell you what that is as well if you've never seen it. Martin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. How's everyone doing? We doing are, well. Yeah, we're doing fantastic. We're doing fantastic. So uh, let me ask you the uh, kind of reiterate what Tiffany asked. Why don't you tell everybody about Bebo and what Bebo is? Sure. So the Bebo is a freehand baby bottle holder that goes over your shoulder, holds the bottle in place for you while you're feeding your baby. So it gives you a free hand to enhance that time and make it better. We all tell people um, enhancing those moments like reading to your baby and having family dinners together and giving them a little massage and caress during this time is the perfect reason why people should get Bebo. And how did you come up with Bebo? I think your story is kind of similar to mine where you had a need, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my little boy, Jacob, when he was about six months old, he started getting really fussy during bottle feeding times. Um, My wife, she couldn't exclusively breastfeed. Uh, her body couldn't produce enough milk. So we supplemented with formula, which in turn went into a bottle, which in turn brought me into the picture a lot because I wanted to be mm-hmm. a hands-on dad and help as much as I can. So when Jake started getting really aware of his surroundings, uh, every little noise or every little movement would distract him. I noticed that he was always really chilled out and mellow when I'd read a book to him. So I decided to make something that held the bottle in place so it gave me a free hand to hold the book during feeding time to see if that would solve this problem. And it did. I love it. Do you still have the um, initial prototype or the first thing that you came up with? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, in a, it's like duct tape. It's in a and secure a... location. Okay. <laughs> I have the that original. With, yeah, that along with my patent. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I take my original Avo with me to speaking events, and people love seeing it because it's just dangling and falling apart and little shreds of things, but they love it. But in between those appearances, is it in a secure location, Tiffany? Nah, it's like in my office. I can't find it half the time. Well, Martin's already taught (laughs) us His is worth more than mine, probably. Yeah, put your in a secure location. Martin, so part of of Tiffany's show that we've been uh, doing for a while now is is she's kind of shared from her nine-year story of of the saga of Ava. So I, yeah. I, I'd like to ask you, uh, from, from idea to bringing it to market, um, can you give some highlights and lowlights and how long that has taken and what that journey has been like for you? So Jacob was six months, like I mentioned. He is now seven and a half years old. We're talking seven years since I made that little prototype in my garage. I am Mr. MacGyver. As my wife calls me, I'm always, I'm always tinkering, I'm always building, I'm always making. I've got an engineering background, so I can have these ideas, and I can build them and make them and make them real. So I've got a, a garage full of stuff um, that I've made over the years. But Bebo was one that really resonated with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the moment like it was yesterday when we took it out in public for the first time, and my little prototype that I'd you know, bought a block of foam from a fabric store and hand-carved it and went to Radio Shack and bought a little cell phone ratcheting mechanism, those ones that <laughs> click onto your belt. Uh, I got a, a silicone placemat from Target, uh, found this silicone, again, drying mat with ribs on it that you place next to your sink. So when you clean glasses, you can put them upside down. It allows them to breathe. 
So I made this whole thing in my garage, put it all together, got the rotating ratcheting mechanism put in place. We went out to dinner one night, uh, California pizza, pizza kitchen, and we had three or four families come over to us that night. How funny. While I was using the Bebo, <laughs> I was eating my salad, Jacob was eating his bottle, my wife was looking after our little girl, and we just had this really cool family dynamic. And literally three or four families came over and said, where did you get that? Like, this, I've never <laughs> did seen they actually like think it. it was a real product <laughs> yeah. with all that construction? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's my type A engineering yeah. background coming into play. So the, the difference between my handmade prototype and the real one that's out on the shelves now is, is not much at all. Oh, really? So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few things that I wanted to include, like a, the ability to remove the rotating foam bottle holder from the pad itself for cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't do that myself. Um, we tweaked the design a little bit to uh, the, the correct placement for the holder is up near the shoulder area. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we narrowed the area that kind of goes over your shoulder near your neck, near your neck so that it's ergonomically friendly and comfortable to use and promote people to keep it up nice and high because Doctors like to have the bottle at a 45-degree angle and the baby at a 45-degree angle when feeding to mm. eliminate gas buildup. Very so, specific, you know, yeah. yeah. I can relate. We, we I have did. a little one at home right now, so I know what you're going through. I know what you were going through seven yep. years ago. So yeah, was it yeah, 45, 45 degrees. Was it that visit to um, dinner that really told you that, look, I've got a great idea here. I need to take this to market. It was, okay. yeah. So I'd already... Uh, I've got an engineering background, like I said, so I know a little bit about the patenting world. Mm-hmm. So I'd already um, started poking my nose around to see if there was anything out there because all my friends and family that had seen it said, hey, that's really cool. And But at that point, you don't know whether it's friends and family just patting you on the back yeah. and you feel a bit about a stupid idea. <laughs> right. So, you know, but uh, I started looking around in the patenting world. Um, I actually hired a patent attorney to do a search. Mm-hmm. Um, when people ask me, you know, what's, what's the first step of bringing a product to market? That's the number one thing. You know, before you start plowing money and time and effort and prototyping, hire a patent attorney. Yes. I think it cost me 600 bucks for them to go out with your sketch and your idea and they look in all of the buckets of patents That's that right. are out there mm-hmm. and see if there's any kind of infringement that you'd be going into if you brought your product to market. Yeah, because and, people are launching products and they're going, okay, I've come yeah. up with this great idea. Somebody Is somebody going to steal it? And you need to think first, yeah. are you stealing someone else's property? You know, Are you going to have yeah. a lawsuit against you after investing five to $10,000 in other stuff? Or are you going to file a patent within a patent attorney who yeah. hasn't done this search? Sadly, some of them don't. They'll just take your money and file yeah. the patent and you've got something mm-hmm. worthless. Well, right. Martin, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt just a second. I want to bring Seth in for something because you, Martin, you told the story of kind of where it started and how you started the journey of, of bringing the product to market. But, uh, one of the reasons you're on the show today is because you work with FSI and they do your fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So Seth, I'm going to ask you, this is a quiz for you, Seth. So you need to be ready. Uh-oh. So the Bebo is, uh, fulfilled by FSI. So he's gone from that one prototype 
what kind of product line does the Bebo offer that you guys, uh, you know, help fulfill? What, what, you know, have, you've seen the product, obviously you got a, you got a pile of them in the warehouse ready to fulfill the product. Can you give a nice description? Let's see if you can describe the product a little bit. Yeah. yeah well, Martin and I have had several conversations regarding his product. Cause I was, I mean, I love hearing these stories, especially when an entrepreneur an engineer, like he's saying he is, builds this idea, mm-hmm. you know, comes directly out of his head and, yeah. and it comes to life. I mean, it's just, it's great to hear that type of story. But his product is, I mean, it's just like he said, it, it, it hangs over your shoulder. It's got, it's kind of got like a, I don't want to say tacky, but it's, it's, it grips really well yeah. on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it just, it just hangs right where the bottle needs to be placed. Like he said, at the 45 degree angle. Now it, I'm assuming up to now there's, there's cool colors and there's that, you know. Yep. He, he's done a great job with, you know, obviously. New box. It's beautiful. Well, yeah. <laughs> I get excited about little it's things like that. got his picture on it. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and you guys have found a way to efficiently ship it to, you know, to get it to clients and customers. Well, into the market. Them. So yeah. Martin, like I said uh, before we went on the air, is doing a lot of uh, B2B work right now. Yeah. So he's going business to business into retail, into Walmart, Bye Bye Baby. We've discussed Amazon, we've discussed Target, and several other retail channels. Plus, he has his, his you know, uh, direct-to-consumer website. Mm-hmm. Martin, what do you think? Did Seth do a good job answering that question for your company? Fantastic. <laughs> Couldn't have done better myself. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's let's get it back to you and get it back to your story. You're the uh, you're the brains uh, behind the operation. So let's. Uh, I'm going to ask the question that uh, I know Tiffany probably was dying to ask, but I jumped in ahead of it. Um, so you guys are both Shark Tank uh, people. She was on the pilot episode. Talk about your yep. episode and uh, and and what it was like and when you were on. Sure. I was on season seven, episode one. And I was the very first person in the tank for the whole of season seven. So I guess the one to started off on a high note. Uh, <laughs> day, started off with a bang. That I, yeah, started off with a bang. So the day that I pitched, uh, they actually had a guest shark, uh, Ashton Kutcher. You may know him, um, yes. Yep. And so they sometimes have guests on the show. He is a, an incredible investor. So he's he's invested in some huge companies. Uh, you might know some of them, like Uber and Airbnb and Powers mm-hmm. and a plethora of other stuff. And then he's he decided to team up with our friend Miss Laurie Grenier and offer me a deal. Those two, so Ashton and Laurie, and that was uh, the deal I got on Shark Tank. And it was actually the exact deal that I was going in for. So wow, you know, okay. They, Yeah, they let me know that Ashton was going to be there. So that wasn't a surprise when I walked in the tank. Um, So I could do a little research on him and prepare myself. And once I found out that he was going to be on there, the team of him and Laurie is, to me, was just a no-brainer. That was your goal, Um, huh? Yeah, yeah, that that was the A-team that I was going for. No disrespect to Mr. Wonderful, who also gave me a great offer. Or the beautiful Um, Barbara Corcoran. (laughs) <laughs> but she wasn't Barbara there, wasn't right? There. I did. Barbara wasn't there, unfortunately. Right. So, yeah, I did not get to meet Barbara, and I didn't get to talk with Damon either. So I, I pitched to Mark Cuban, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Kevin O'Leary, Laurie Grenier, and Robert Hershevac. So they were my peeps. And, yeah. and, and it was it was great. That was back in September of 2015, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and, right. and I think, uh, so I guess another thing, you know, Tiffany's told the story, you know, when she was on the pilot episode, um, it was, it was clay models. She really just had an idea. I would assume yep. in season seven, 
And uh, by the time you were on there, you were already in production to some extent. You already had an operating business. Kind of. Okay. So, yeah, when I went through this, the, the whole process, I think there's these moments in life where all the planets seem to align. And my Shark Tank experience was one of those moments. So we'd, we'd designed the product. We'd found our manufacturer. Um, we designed packaging. Sarah and I, my wife, we'd actually rolled the entrepreneurial dice and decided to get a container load of product. And as it was on the ocean, literally a week before it was landing here in the U.S. from China, um, I was watching Shark Tank, one of my favorite shows. And during the commercial break, there was a little piece that said, hey, are you uh, interested in being on the show? Do you think you can swim with the sharks? Do you have a product? that will do well, we're doing casting calls this year in Las Vegas and Miami. Well, I live an hour and a half away from Miami, an hour and a half drive for me. So two weeks later, I drove down to Miami right after I'd unloaded my first 40-foot container product. That was a big Um, gamble. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I drove down there, uh, stood in line with hundreds and hundreds of other people, um, memorized a one-minute pitch, started watching people go in and out of the casting call booth that they have. Um, and I ended up being called into a booth with uh, one of the casting agents. And my, I noticed that most people were going in, giving the one-minute pitch, and I'm walking out. And the casting agent would make a little note on the paper and then shout next. So when I went in, I did my one-minute pitch. And I remember the casting agent going, wow, this is really cool. How long have you been on the market? So I told her the story about it just arriving. And she said, well, isn't that a cool story? And we ended up chatting for about 10 minutes. Who did you have as a producer? Um, um, as the casting agent? Yeah. Was it Mindy? It, yeah, it was Mindy. Okay. Yeah. So it was oh, funny. Little, it was, little inside was, knowledge, Seth, that you and I don't know. Right. Mindy. Oh, it was obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was Mindy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was funny because there was two guys uh, and then Mindy and... I was like, give me, give me the girl, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm pitching a baby product here. If I, if I'd got one of the guys, yes. it'd have been like, eh, that's why yeah, I asked cool. guys. I didn't yeah. ask because it was an inside story. I was curious to know, was yeah. it a female that responded well to yeah. his product because it was oh, a baby feeding product? <laughs> I was a name dropping. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the, uh, the many stars aligning, the planets yeah. aligning, mm-hmm. you know, getting booth number two and chatting with Mindy. And then I got a call two days later. Um, I was working at the time in my engineering job and my phone started ringing from Culver City, California. I was like, well, uh, I yeah. know what's out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that number as well. Yes, many so, times. Yeah. So um, it was Shark Tank and I was on the phone with, I think it was Mindy and a couple of the producers. And they said, look, we've, we've seen your product. We've seen you. We think you'll be great. Um, let's start going through the process of maybe getting you on the show. Here's a bunch of paperwork. And it was yeah. a stack of paperwork. Yes, and it was. like, oh, we need, it. we need it completed in three days. I think so, your stack is probably quadrupled since my stack because mine was just the initial um, contract. Yeah. And then they worked out all the issues with the first season. And then I think your contract was probably like four times the size. Yeah, pretty scary. yeah it, was, it was pretty hefty. And then it was kind of the next round, the next round, the next round. So... I'd get an email and say, hey, you're through to the next round. And at this point, it was all silvering because 
they had, I think it was over 50,000 people apply to be on my season. And they ended up filming around 100 of us. So to get from 50,000 funneled all the way down to 100 people Mm -hmm. takes a lot of steps. They don't just do that overnight. Each round, you know, you do the initial paperwork. Okay, is it legit? Does he have a proper company? Does he have a potential good pitch on the shark tank? Yep, let's put him through. Now make a video. Um, Make a video of you, what you like doing, and then also about the product and the story behind that. And do your pitch that you potentially do on Shark Tank on the video. And that was the next round. They'd look at you and go, okay, yeah, we think he'd be great on the show. I'm glad you're sharing that because people listening, they always wonder. They always email us and probably email you as well. Yeah. And say, how do I get on the show? And I always try to explain to them that no amount of knowing someone is going to um, get you in the door. This could go through seven different producers and then it gets to somebody up higher and they go, nope, this guy's out, you know? So you just got to sit and let it, let it be. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm not going to do the break, but Steven's giving me the face. Like I got to do something. No, no. Oh, okay. But Never mind. No I pressure. Will, uh, <laughs> hold on. I will take advantage of oh, your gosh. little break. Uh-oh. And I will just remind everybody that you are listening to the Tiffany Crewman Show. And uh, we have uh, Martin Hall, who is the owner and creator of The Bebo. Uh, I'll give a quick shout out. His website is uh, thebebo.com. Uh, and uh, we also have Seth Gillen from FSI in the studio. And the reason Seth is here is because FSI is client-focused global fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. And they power the Tiffany Crewman Show. At FSI, fulfillment is more than just packing and shipping boxes. It's thinking far outside of them. You know, one of these days, Seth, I'm going to have you read that. <laughs> or me. Yeah. Go figure. No, you're not going to read it. You said, actually, you said very clearly you won't, Tiffany. So. <laughs> I'll get there. It's actually, Martin, it's actually Martin Hill, by the way, not Hall. But don't worry, I've been, I've been called a whole lot worse. Oh, it is Martin <laughs> Hill. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. I'm not. Yep. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I made my mistake. Well, I made my mistake that got noticed for today. So there'll be a million others. Hopefully nobody notices any of the others. Uh, Martin, let me, uh, let me ask you right now. So let's kind of go to present day. So you talked about being on the show. So, and Seth kind of talked about um, some of the places where the Bebo is sold. What um, can you want to, is there a, what are some of the stores that the Bebo can be found in? Because people listening might go, hey, I actually have need of that. So where can they find yeah. the Bebo now? A- and also, where are you hoping to go to in the future? Sure. Um, so right now, we sell a bunch on Amazon. We've got our website, which, as you said, is thebebo.com. We are in around 600 Walmart stores nationwide. We're in every Bye Bye Baby store. We're in a bunch of boutique and specialty stores. So we've actually got a real cool uh, handy-dandy store locator on our website that you can just plug in your zip code and it will tell you where the nearest store is that carries the deal. The next step, we are talking with Target right now. We're going to, not sure whether that's going to come into fruition or not, but we'll see. Obviously, ramping up with Walmart um, is an awesome opportunity for us. Um, The biggest retailer in the world, kind kind of great. So they have, I think they have around 4,700 stores nationwide, which is insane. And we're in about 700 of those right now. Um, so six to 700. So six, only, only 4,000 more to conquer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah, start, yeah. though. What have we learned on the show? It's we don't a, want to go into all of them right correct. away. Now, uh, right. and, and 
I'm going to ask Seth a question here. So Seth, obviously you guys are the fulfillment company for the Bebo. And so you are responsible for getting those products to the stores as well as fulfilling the orders through Amazon. Is that, is that as well? That, that's correct. We work hand in hand with Martin on how we, how we interact with those trading partners and, and what type of integration we have set up. Amazon's a little bit, uh, a, a little bit different than the way we handle Walmart. Uh, so there's different integrations, different automations we can put in place to feed those orders into our system. And I'm going to give you a chance to kind of talk about your expertise again, because, you know, Martin's, Martin's expertise was creating the product and pitching it. And, he, you know, he knows he's the passion behind what's going on. But what, what do you think FSI, again, what does FSI bring to the table that a small business owner, an entrepreneur isn't necessarily thinking about when it comes to, hey, I made the product, I got the product, but you guys are the ones that go, okay, now let's fulfill it. Exactly. I think that's the biggest part of it yeah. is, is having that flexibility. We say this on, on almost every show is being able to scale with the client rapidly. Obviously, Martin had some phenomenal growth after Shark Tank. And yeah. that's something we want to ask him about is at, how did he handle that? Because mm -hmm. he wasn't with FSI at that point. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of what helped lead him to us. Well, uh, ask him. Martin, He's on the phone. Continue on with your story. <laughs> well, Martin, you said, I think originally that you were with a different company and they were great. They were wonderful for yeah. your first stage of growth. But then you hit a yeah. point where you needed a bigger partner. And I led you yeah. to FSI, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. So I was just about to say, Tiffany was the one that actually introduced me. We were looking around for new fulfillment, fulfillment centers. We just felt like we'd outgrown mm -hmm. the one that we were in from day one. Um, they were fantastic. But with when you're dealing with big, huge corporations like Walmart, um, mm -hmm. if there's a mistake on the fulfillment side, it can really come back and bite you. So, um, you know, one of the things my buyer actually recommended from Walmart was using a, a fulfillment center that was already tried and tested and set up with mm -hmm. Walmart. Um, so we started looking around for that. And one of the greatest things, if not the greatest thing that, uh, I got out of Shark Tank was the network of people mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. have been on the show and now we all help each other. We're all a big family mm -hmm. and we've got this closed Facebook group that's only people that have actually stood on the rug and pitched to the shark and, I can't tell you how much I've learned from that group. Mm -hmm, it is here. an amazing sounding board of entrepreneurs from all different levels, from ground zero all the way up to selling out your company for millions and millions of dollars. Um, or billions you know, in the case this week, or right? billions <laughs> as of Ring yesterday. Ring just sold for a billion Amazon dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And he yeah. did not get a deal on the Shark Tank. But who was his he producer or who was his, uh, who, who did he I don't know. To? We'd have to ask him. We'll was go it on, Mindy? You know what we'll do? We'll go in our private group where none of you are allowed and we'll ask. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. He's actually not in that group because he's too big for <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Well, Martin, and, and Martin, I think you brought up a fantastic point that I just kind of want to focus on because, and, and, and to respond to what Tiffany just said, because you talked about it being a big family. And the reality is people that have not been on the carpet on Shark Tank, to use your words, they can't relate. So it makes sense that that is a family, right? But you, but I yeah. think in that you would say to any other small business owner out there, find a group that can be a family that is experiencing some of the same things because it might not be being on Shark Tank, but there are 
other things. You got to you got to surround yourself with other people who are going through the same journey you are. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I don't think just other people that are going through the same journey, but people that are smarter than you. I think yes. that's one of the the key things that I've learned. You know, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room no. when it's about your business. You want to be surrounded by smarter people that can guide you and really push you down avenues and tracks that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Mm-hmm. And I think along my entrepreneurial journey, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. You use people for what they're good at and not what they tell you they're good at, mm. but what they actually <laughs> can prove they're good at. Seriously. <laughs> because if, yeah, if you're looking for a packaging designer for a retail outlet, there'll be hundreds of people that say, oh, I can design your packaging. My question is always, okay, prove it. Show me Show some me examples. Products that yeah. You've actually designed that are on the shelf in the store that I'm putting my product in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when people start choking and go, uh, well, I've actually just come out of college and, <laughs> you know, I kind of know Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I use the free online sources, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they're good for their little um, moments in time. But for me, when I did my new packaging for Walmart, for example, you know, we, we used a company that has done baby bottle products that are on the shelf in mass retail around the world. We paid a premium for that, mm-hmm. but now our product is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It pops on the shelf, but it also doesn't stick out like a soft thumb, like it shouldn't be there. It kind of intertwines well, and you only get that kind of result from companies that know that business, where the barcode should be, where the logo should be, what colors you should use on the front, well, how to make it blend in yet stand out. Sounds counterintuitive. Well, that's important for products like ours, where we have a single product. We're not Gerber. We don't have, you know, 32 bottles going across the shelf. We've got to really stand out with that one product. And I think you've done a good job at that. We found your product at Walmart and I took a picture with it and posted it in the group the other day because we were so excited. My husband and I were kind of like repositioning it because we weren't excited about the (laughs) locations. We were like swapping it with other products. But (laughs) so Tiffany, how excited how excited were you that one of the six hundred Walmarts that he's in currently was one? True. Yeah, Hamilton Mall. And, is, and just to know that we never end in business, as Seth reminded us, only 4,000 more to go because FSI would be happy to fulfill for all 4,700 Walmart stores, right? Absolutely. <laughs> when the time is oh, right, I'm working right? on that. Yep. Yeah, I'm working on that. Absolutely. Martin, let me uh, let me just uh, let you kind of wrap up the interview by saying uh, if for those businesses that want to uh, kind of reach out to you that don't yet have the Bebo in their store, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a personal shout out. You talked about Target. I mean, goodness gracious, one of the places you went to get some of the product to create mm-hmm. the prototype <laughs> was from Target. So I just think it's that's a, a big circle. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They need to bring it back in all of its glory and all of its finished glory. So uh, for those business owners uh, who want to reach out and, and how do people uh, reach out and, and uh, connect with your company? Yeah. So on the website, uh, we've got a contact us page. Um, PR-related stuff, there's, there's a contact for Tasha, who is my PR and marketing lady. We have an address on there for sales-related inquiries, sales at thebebo.com, uh, wholesale at thebebo.com, but everything's on our website under the contact us link. And the website is thebebo, and bebo is spelled B-E-E-B-O.com. 
Uh, you got it. Martin Hill. I got that one right. Uh, Martin Hill <laughs> yeah, from man. the Bebo. Thank you so much for uh, for being on the show today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Martin. I'll see you in our private Facebook group where no one else can see, okay? <laughs> there you go. I'll see you at the GFMA as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I All will. Right. Yep. With the event that I'm launching, relaunching Ava at with Baby Delight. Uh, Martin will be there with Bebo. Is it closed as well to people like us? Yeah, well, if you don't pay a pretty penny, yes. Oh, okay. right. Martin, thanks for yeah. being on the show. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you later. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, so Tiffany um, and Seth, let me kind of bring it back to you guys. Although I don't know if I want to bring it back to you, Tiffany, because you just <laughs> talked about some private group that I can't come to and some event that's too expensive. Hey, for me I just to get played to. off your initial joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning, aren't I? <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. So, Seth. Other companies like Martin's, like the Bebo, and we go back to, again, you know, when it comes to the fulfillment, it comes to working with Walmart and Target and these other companies, every single store that they go to has different rules and different ways to package. And you've, you are the, you guys know all those rules, right? Well, we don't always know them right out of the gate, but we, we get to know them. You'll find out, Yeah. So the, the routing guides, essentially, yeah. that they send over to us. And then we have to follow those routing guides. Exactly. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. Whether it be the size of the box or the type of the box that has to be packed in, the way the flaps close on the mm. box, where the labels are placed, all of those th- those just intricate details we have to follow so that the chargebacks don't flow mm-hmm. back to our clients. That's what I was going to bring up. This is not a slap on the wrist. This is not, oh, you use the wrong you know warehousing facility. Uh, we're kind of upset with you. This is the to the tune of many, many, many dollars if yeah. you mess this up, especially with a large store like Walmart all across the country. So. And, and your rate of, of fulfillment is at 99 Yeah, we point love this number. The best in the industry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing. That is true. No, no. Right? I, I, mm-hmm. We do have an, an error rate, but that's measuring, you know, 13 or 14 different KPIs that, yeah. that we track. Yeah, we are we are operating at 99.7%. We can guarantee that it's a whole lot better than if you try to do it out of your garage. Yes. And I can guarantee time, that because I did it. Save you money. <laughs> yeah. And so, Tiffany, um, let me, because you started the show by talking mm-hmm. about being out at FSI. So, you you went out there and, mm-hmm. and you're talking about launching a new product, yes. which of course you can tell us nothing about. Yeah. Unless we're on some closed <laughs> Facebook group. Or, <laughs> no, 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 not that. Um, so uh, so talk about I mean talk about being with a partner like FSI from the beginning, from the idea stage. Right. What what does that what does that do for you? Well, I would have shied away from that with Ava, and I did because I saw dollar amounts when I went and met with different companies. They said you know it'll cost you this much per unit. And I went oh my gosh gulp you know I thought that was money I could keep. And little did I know I was going to waste all that and time and energy and, you know, my family, like helping, like we've talked about before, uh, box things up in time for Shark Tank. And this is when we weren't working with a large retailer. So knowing that with this new product, I'm going to have the doors open for me that I had with Ava um, to hopefully put this, this product in stores, I need to do it right from day one. I need to know what those numbers are from day one. So when I'm, man- I'm um, getting ready to manufacture this product, I can make sure that the cost is correct and kind of work it backwards versus with Shark Tank where I just had to learn it. And for the small business owner, the product business owner who's bringing their product to market, has brought their product to market. Mm-hmm. You, as Seth, you've talked about it's, it's a question of time. Time is money. That's a big one. So using you guys will save them time to do the things that are important in their business. Are there stories of where it literally saved them money rather than doing it themselves? Because I think there's this mindset that if I do it myself, I will save money, right? So if I do it out of my own garage, I will save money. But those chargebacks, I would think would be the biggest, if you don't do it right, and well, Tiffany, you want they may not get they may not save money because some of the rates they get for shipping or you know things that they've Aha. negotiated we can't negotiate as a small business. Can owner. you give an example of that? 
Well, yeah. I mean, it, look at the the economies of scale. I mean, we have well Martin coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, we do some shipping for him. Now, obviously, his retailers dictate the shipping right. that they're going to go with. But through his website sales, he he, he doesn't do a whole lot of mm-hmm. of his volume through his website. Right. So if he went to, to negotiate a rate with UPS mm-hmm. or with you know DHL Commerce or whoever it may be that he chooses as his his, his shipping partner, mm-hmm. he's not going to get near the the discounts that we be- can get because we've consolidated all the volumes we're giving because his online sales might and let's just use throw out a number and it could be wrong but hey i'm doing about you know 100 pieces a month and he, they would negotiate him at x and yeah. you are going to go well right. through fsi we're we're shipping you know a hundred thousand pieces mm-hmm. a month exactly. and so therefore they're going to save him money mm-hmm. by saving everybody money and that alone per piece could make up the difference of working with fsi and that's exactly the way we we look at it sometimes is, is can we on the, on the shipping side or or any of these other functions other than just fulfillment help offset that fulfillment cost, sometimes pay for that fulfillment cost. Or little things like we, well, this wasn't little, this was actually huge. When we first went for our tour at FSI months ago, when we first started working together, we saw a machine that they had there that they had invested in. And it was making, it was literally custom creating this cardboard box. And I I love these machines now. I'm so fascinated with them. But um, it was doing this because the shape of this product was an odd shape. And it wanted to use the least amount of cardboard and basically wrap it around the the product and make it as small as com- and compact as possible because there's a certain you know rate for each size and measurement of, of package R- rather so that, than using a regular box yeah, with stuffing, which or is what we would have done, or, right? Yeah. And that costs that's weight. That's mm-hmm. you know, man. So that's where the benefit comes in. Yeah. So so we've we've accomplished two things today. First of all, uh, Target needs to call Martin. Yes. <laughs> Man, Target, he'll if probably you're meet with them at the event. So. Yeah, you need to reach out to. I mean, because goodness gracious, he went to your store and he got <laughs> stuff to create his product. Don't you want the nice finished product? Because you know it's going to be be fulfilled well through Seth and Linda and and Forrest and the others mm-hmm. and and Gifford at, at FSI. And I have no doubt he'll get it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, definitely. absolutely. The second thing we learned is that Tiffany is part of a very private group <laughs> and a very private club. Uh, no, actually, in all seriousness, Tiffany, talk a little bit about, um, and, and just kind of uh, reiterate what Martin was talking about, that Facebook group that you're mm-hmm. a part of. And and it's closed because if you haven't been on Shark right. Tank, you haven't had the same experiences, right? Yeah, well, and people might vent about their experience. What if they went on and didn't have a good one? There's right. some people that weren't so happy with the outcome. So if they're trying to keep it private so that we can do that and it doesn't get back to who their investors are or you know whatever. And, and everybody looks at Shark Tank and thinks, um, I, you were on Shark Tank and you got a deal and you went from, they always do the mm-hmm. success stories mm-hmm. of, you know, we right. sold millions. And all. Right. That's great. And it's also... Scary and, yes. and can be bad yes. if not done correctly, right? A good example is um, easy peasy plates. Um, they're like placemats with a plate uh, attached to it. And she has, I think she said in the group, and I can share this because she's also posted it publicly. She probably spends about uh, 20 to 30, I think she said $1,000 every month in legal fees to fight knockoffs. Because on Amazon.com, which has become a horrible thing for small business in some ways, um, there's tons of these knockoffs of her product just popping up constantly and she's having to go after them constantly. But she's doing well enough, obviously, to support that legal fund. But that's one of the the um, the backfalls of, of being on Shark Tank is it does get such a large amount of exposure that can sometimes be a bad thing. So imitation is not, not the flattery with a product. Flatter. That's right. It's outright 
illegal and wrong. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, I also going to use that to segue. See how we're doing that? Um, mm-hmm. The education yes. is still, I'm still learning too. So uh, you have another Facebook group that all of our listeners can be yes. a part of. Tell everybody about yes. uh, the Tiffany Crewman Show. So we're slowly growing um, a little closed, also closed um, Facebook group, but all you have to do is ask to be added and we make sure that you've got a product or product idea um, and then we approve you and you come in and we've had a lot of great questions in there. People come in and ask, you know, some of these questions that they're asking about launching their product and then our partners can answer directly in the group. Um, So Seth and them are in the group, FSI is in the group, Product Quick Start is in the group. And then I can answer questions that that I know about. And then I have other contacts in the group, um, like Christy, our local friend, who can speak to licensing and stuff like that. And you're in the group for, for finance. I am. So. I am. And so uh, they can get to that group. Uh, they can ask to be part mm-hmm. of the group through your website, yes. TiffanyCrewmans.com. Right? And I'm going to clean that up a little bit. I've realized that I've made it a little bit hard you're to find cursing on there. a lot on your website? No. <laughs> The pictures, it's the Uh, pictures. (laughs) Um, Everybody's going to go visit now, right? (laughs) All of a sudden, the server breaks down. (laughs) Whoa, what was on there? Let me let you backtrack from that. (laughs) I flushed on that one. I made myself flush. (laughs) Well, we had to get a little spicy, right? So they go to the website and on the Business Radio X page, they'll find the link to that Facebook group if they just click the Facebook logo. So that's through the Business Radio yeah. X page. Um, okay. Well, it's listed there as well. So they can listen okay. to the show. That's where they'll listen to the show live. Yes. And then the Facebook group is right next to it. And now I know what you need to clean up. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Seth, I'm going to uh, bring it to you for one last thing. Martin, again, we, they were talking about this Facebook group. But I know that you and I, because we connected originally through uh, local networking. So talk a little bit about building you know, FSI and building relationships. Because some people, again, I think some people listen to the show and go, well, I can't be part of that. Facebook group, you know, it's closed. But talk about, um, you know, networking face-to-face and networking locally. H- how has that been for you in building building FSI's business? Uh, I've had great success with it. I mean, obviously, you and I met yeah. there, and it's led us to to, to opportunities like this. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're, we're still a local company. We're not, I like to say we're big. We're big enough to help anybody out there. Right. But yet, we're small enough still to have that, that one-on-one relationship with yeah. all of our clients. Um, we we were able to bring people in, tour the facility. I don't think you're going to get that touch, that feel with Amazon or some of these big right. box, you know, fulfillment companies. So, you know, we, we, we welcome everybody to come out, not only for the tour that we're going to have here. Uh, uh, well, we've got April. one coming up in March 22nd and another one in April with the nice. Tuesday Truman Show. Yeah. So nice. some great opportunities to have folks out to our facility, see it, walk it, feel it, understand all the services, all the capabilities that we offer. So, so I think the lesson today for all small business owners is, is, Get out from behind your desk. Get out from the basement, right, Tiffany? Yes. Hashtag get out right. of your basement. And and go get into a group. Maybe it is on Facebook. Maybe it is locally. Maybe it is go to a chamber event. Go to, you know, we you and I met at the PSA lunch. Shout out to those guys over in Sandy Springs. And and find a group. And and if you don't have a good experience or if you don't have, you don't find the right connections, keep going. Yeah. Find, you know, find a way to make local connections. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do that. And so I'm going to ask for a little, uh, you know, a little shout out because FSI's got some open house, but Tiffany, you and I have kind of started uh, a little bit of a campaign uh, with the help of Mike here and, and uh, Gwinnett Business Radio. We are trying to take our show into the local community. Mm-hmm. And so on March 15th, yes, uh, and actually the 15th, whenever the 15th falls on a weekday, we are starting a business lunch and we're calling it the 15th Business Lunch Club. There are going to be times where Seth is there, maybe Linda comes, the guys from Product Quick Start mm-hmm. have been there. Uh, other people that I've networked with, other people that you've networked with, we're hoping Christy can come. And mm-hmm. so we're just trying to take our show out of the mm-hmm. studio and do a lunch. That's and right. it's very simple, three simple goals. Anytime I get to have a good meal 
<laughs> I'm already ahead of the game. That's a good thing. And so we're meeting at the Grapevine Restaurant here inside the beautiful Sinesta Atlanta Gwinnett Place Hotel. Secondly, anytime I can be around a table with other business leaders and have good conversations with people, mm-hmm. that's a good, that now I'm ahead. I'm two, two things ahead. So we're going to, we have a, a whole lunch and you, we divide off into different tables and you get a chance to just meet people and spend some time together. And then the third thing is anytime I've been anywhere where I learned something, Anytime I learn something, I feel like that's been, as Jim Valvano said years ago, that's a good day if you Mm -hmm. learn something. So we are going to try and take the element of our show and we're going to try and do an interview at each lunch, not long, 10, 15 minutes. And if everybody learns something out of that interview, then it's been a great day. If they don't learn something, maybe they got a good relationship Mm -hmm. or maybe they had a good meal. Any of those three things would make it a successful event. I've got a request for something I'd like to learn at one of our events. I think everybody assumes that you hit a certain level of success and that you know it all. There's so much I still don't know about my business. I'm still learning. One of those things is social media and SEO. I have no clue how to do half this stuff. The social media I'm starting to pick up on and doing a little bit better at hashtags and this and whatnot. But SEO, as far as my new product, I've never done anything with Ava. Everything's kind of always come to it from Shark Tank. So I'm going to have to, with this new product, as much as I can kind of feed it over from Ava and that exposure, I'm going to have to do that all over again. So I'm hoping, I think you even had a group there um, last week that did some of that stuff. If they could do a little crash course for some of us, for all of us in yep. that group that are going, uh, what does that even mean, SEO? What do, you know, what are we supposed to be doing? Yep. And what's the most current thing? Because I guess it changes with algorithms or whatever that word is. <laughs> so yeah, well that's done. what I'm requesting there to learn, go. please, if you could work on that for our group. Well, you know, it is a closed group, so I'll, I'll <laughs> ask the closed group and we'll <laughs> yeah. get back to you on that. We had so, a good group last time. Yeah, we did. Like we did. 20-something people, yeah, I yeah. think. So, uh, so March 15th here at the Grapevine Restaurant, mm-hmm. we invite all of our listeners to come uh, be a part of that. Seth, of course, Hopefully you can be a part of that. So, um, so uh, to, that's a great ending. So anything, mm-hmm. anything else you want to add before I wrap us all no, up? No, I day? think that's it. Seth, great show. Any, anything you want to add? Oh, fantastic! I can tell you how to re- how to get in contact with us. Why don't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's when you stop being a guest. Now you're. Re- I forgot to ask you. How do people get in touch with FSI? Reach out to us. Uh, you, you can hit our website at uh, fsifulfillment.com or give us a call at six seven eight three nine one five nine eight zero. Fantastic. And uh, just a reminder, uh, this and all Business Radio X shows can be found at businessradiox.com. We are under the Gwinnett Station tab. Uh, You can also go to tiffanycrumans.com. That's Crumans with a K. And you can uh, find uh, links to the show there. Uh, We are on iTunes. We are on the podcast service. All the different ways you can find us. You can also listen live Fridays at 10 o'clock. We also want to give a quick shout out to uh, choicestoyou.com. Uh, We thank them for uh, bringing this show to you each and every week, Uh, as well, of course, our partners from FSI and Product Quick Start, but choicestoyou.com. If you are looking to cater your next business event, make sure and go to choicestoyou.com and find out how they can do that. You can also use them for just lunch and dinner anytime you want. They'll deliver it hot and fresh to you. So for Tiffany and for Seth, who's no longer a guest, and for Trey and Mike here from Business Radio X, this is Stephen Julian. We'll see you next time on The Tiffany Crewman Show.